0: Hey there, you are watching Ticker today. I'm Aaron Young. Annual profits of China's industrial firms have made a double-digit decline in the first five months so far of this year as softening demand squeezes those margins ever tighter. And it comes at the worst possible time because China's economy has been struggling post-COVID and also those long lockdowns as well still having an impact. Andrew Sullivan is from the Asian market sense in Hong Kong, joins us now. Talk to us about some of the challenges that China has faced because the world needs a strong China when it comes to their industrial might?
1: Well, I think we're seeing a change in policy that's, you know, really was prompted at uh, because of COVID. Uh, that a lot of industrial production that would all, automatically have, you know, migrated to China is now looking at China as being one alternative uh, and companies are realising that they can't put all their eggs in one basket. Now, that's a big problem for China, which has been very much export driven for many years. Um, in recent years, China has obviously tried to uh, to build up its own domestic consumption, but again, COVID undermined a lot of that, and uh, and now as it's reversed on COVID, um, it's seeing the global demand actually uh, easing back. As the West worries about it going into recession uh, because of uh, rising interest rates in the in Europe and in the in the US, and that's going to cause China a lot of problems, and it's. Got but an additional problem on top of that is the fact that there's a lack of confidence in its property sector. You know, a couple of years ago, uh, Xi decided to restrict the finance to the private developers, a lot of whom had offshore um, U.S. dollar denominated loans and bonds. Um, and we got that failure, if you remember, a couple of years ago of Evergrande, a company, one of the largest property companies in China, and one that still hasn't come out with a restructuring plan. Um, we heard of people, you know, worried about not getting units that they'd started paying mortgages on. And that's really undermined the whole confidence in that property sector. So you've got the two worst things that could happen for China. External demand is, is, is dropping off. Um, you've got external companies that would have historically put their manufacturing to China, looking at going elsewhere. And a lot of that's in other Asian countries like India, Indonesia, Vietnam, and others. Exactly, so they've kind of got the double issue, haven't they? They've got the situation where the
0: demand's dropping off, but also because they've been somewhat unreliable the past few years, uh, these partners have been looking to other places to get that manufacturing happening. We know China has been trying to use the money from manufacturing that they make to grow other aspects of their economy, how reliant is China still today on manufacturing and their industrial output?
1: I still think it's a very large part of what they're looking to do. They do want to move up. I mean, you've seen a lot of their industry move up the tech ladder, Uh, you know, more advanced robotics, more advanced uh, manufacturing is taking place. But what they really want to do is get into the tech sector. Um, Now, that is, you know, hired the, the U.S. because they've seen a lot of their technology being adopted in China, but not just for manufacturing, but also for military use. Uh, and and uh, you know, uh, not under, it's understandable, therefore, that America has decided it's not going to allow that to happen. It's not going to allow China to use its technology against the U.S. Uh, and so we've seen this uh, curtailment and restrictions and sanctions on a lot of high-level tech and chip technology going into China to try and slow that advance down. Uh, And that's going to be a problem for China. So again, it's 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 another double whammy for them. And obviously,
0: it's too big to fail. uh, So the Chinese government has to do something. And there will be an expectation from the people of China that there is more support for these companies as well?
1: Well, yes. I mean, it was interesting. We've just had the, the Davos, of the summer Davos taking place. And uh, at the opening speech, Lee Kuan uh, didn't actually mention stimulus. And I think a lot of people have been waiting to see what stimulus there will be. We've seen the PBOC cut rates slightly, we've seen it you know, cut uh, triple R requirements, putting some more funding into the economy, but we haven't seen any direct stimulus. We haven't seen any fiscal, it's, it's still pulling monetary levers, but not fiscal levers. And this is because basically the party doesn't believe in giving handouts and it didn't give any handouts all the way through COVID. So it's reluctant to do that. So the key thing really is, how are they going to regain confidence into the property sector? Uh, And that's still a problem because the local authorities are in debt, the property developers are in debt, um, and there is a surplus in many places, uh, certainly in the second, third, maybe the third and fourth tier cities of of property, and it's just not selling. So there there does really need to be uh, a, a rethink of how they approach this.
0: Such an interesting point. All right, we'll leave it there for now. Andrew Sullivan from Asian Market Sense in Hong Kong. Thank you so much for joining us here on Ticker today. You're welcome. And that is the program for now. For more, you can head at any time to tickernews.co for more news, breaking news, and of course, information about business and tech. I'm Aaron Young. I'll see you right after this.